We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lukomsky. And this is Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark. And you are listening to Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Bigs. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I know. Uh, Matt and I, we don't, honestly, listeners, we don't know what to do. There, there's like a microsecond because we're not in the same studio like we used to be. And let, let's try it again. I, I'll, I'll go one, two, three. We'll say it together. Okay. One, two, three. Wrestling, Wrestling with the Basics. Yeah, it's just not going to work, but that's okay. <laughs> See, at we, least everyone... Yeah. We had rehearsed everyone, this. We rehearsed this, yeah, John, and I it's know. my fault. So John was, was going to say in the beginning, <laughs> I was going to say at the end, and then I jumped the gun. I'm just too excited <laughs> to get going with wrestling the basics. That's the problem. Well, but see, I'm glad we've made that because sometimes we don't even mention what our show is. So now we've said three <laughs> times it is wrestling with the basics. But this is good. This is good that we're emphasizing this because, Matt, have you heard about this new Chet GPT program that's out there that all the kids are using? I've heard of the Chet GPT. I've heard about the AI, yeah, the, the, the Chet GTP, yeah. Oh, it's it's Chat. <laughs> oh, okay. Ch- I thought it was the guy's name. Chet. <laughs> Chet. Chet. But no, it's, it's Chat. It's- Chat, yeah, okay. chat. So, yeah, I don't what, think there's anyone what, named Chet behind this. <laughs> you don't know, maybe. But, but are you using are you using Chat you GPT know, I, for I, your your paper there, your project you're working on? I know, yeah, I know. Boy, this this came out just at the right time. I'm. <laughs> um, no, I I have not even tried it yet. So I've heard about it, and I've I've even watched a couple YouTube videos where it's people kind of explaining the. <laughs> the possible risks to it and implications for higher education, all sorts of stuff. But um, I have not actually used it yet. So, so for the people who may, might don't know what we're talking about, I, I think this uh, chat, chat GPT chat. is going to do for English what calculators did for math. Because essentially you can go to your, your GPT website and say, write me a paper on uh, – uh, King Henry in the style of Dr. Seuss, if you want to. You could even choose what kind of style you you want it to be written in. But but the really scary thing, and why, why I'm bringing it up, is because they also have now this artificial intelligence that they can duplicate people's voices. Oh, uh, I just read that. Microsoft oh. said if they had like uh, just a few minutes of, of our voice, they could actually combine this. And, and so people could have a, a deep fake. That's the term you're going to hear a lot about of wrestling with the basics. So you would not really know that it was Matt and John. It could be some computer that is actually doing uh, our our podcast. Say it ain't so, Uh, John. Well, that's what I want to assure our listeners of. I can't say for other podcasts, but I can say with assurance, you do not have to worry about artificial intelligence taking over wrestling with the basics because my understanding is is you would have to have some intelligence (laughs) to start with. (laughs) for the artificial intelligence to replace. So I think we're safe, Matt. I think we're, yeah, we're immune here at Resident of the Basics. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the artificial intelligence didn't have any idea know what to do. <laughs> so, well, there's there's no intelligence there. What, what, what? Okay. What am I supposed so, to replicate? Anyway. 
All right. I'm so sorry for that. <laughs> Although, again, please, I hope our listeners understand we're doing this so that we cannot be deep faked. That's right. <laughs> That's what it is. That's right. It's Making a, every a safety. effort. That's right. A safety precaution. So if you ever hear an episode where it sounds really, really smart, you'll know, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's that chat or chat GPT. <laughs> must have been chat behind that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Matt, I think we do have something that's fairly intelligent to talk about. What 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 did you want to talk about? So yeah, and that is no credit to, to us. That's a credit to the Holy Spirit. So we want <laughs> to look at go. the Holy Spirit inspired words of First Corinthians chapter one. First Corinthians. We, we don't one. need we don't need artificial intelligence, right? We have the intelligence of God that we're sharing with people. Yeah, and you, you can't go. beat that chat. So. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right so so kind of to, to lay the the, the uh, little foundation here before we get into the actual text of first corinthians one um i think is just this recognition that you know when we talk about the church john you know we're talking about on the one hand that the church universal right we could talk about the church of all times and places the past the present even the future um, even though saints that have gone before us and are with Jesus now, uh, part of the church. Uh, but at the same time, on the other hand, you have the church that's, well, in a particular time, in a particular place, in particular people. And we think about, you know, the local congregation where people gather around word and sacrament. So you kind of have this, you know, the, the church in, in a particular place as well. Um, so I was, I was in class at the seminary recently, John, I was finishing up my, my very last class, uh, in the doctor ministry program. So uh, thanks be to God for that. It's been a great experience, but happy to wrap that up, um, and move on to the next phase. Uh, but the, this last class was interesting because it was on campus of the seminary and it was other guys, other pastors who are in the class as well. And these guys came from all over North America. So we had uh, one pastor who uh, is serving in Delaware, uh, in the same city where DuPont is headquartered. And so uh, in, in the congregation where he's at, people you know, have all these advanced degrees in chemical engineering and all this. Uh, and they don't ask, you know, do you do you work at DuPont? No, the, the question is, what department do you work in at DuPont? Because huh. you know, everyone does. Uh, there's another guy there who serves in, in rural Arizona. And uh, he described it like the Wild West still. You know, everyone loves their independence. And uh, they even come to worship uh, with a holstered gun. <laughs> so oh, you're kidding it's me. A, it's a little different than <laughs> maybe where we're at. Uh, and then there's another guy who's up in Saskatchewan, Canada, uh, who, um, <clears throat> boy, just had, a, you know, some unique experiences there, too, with the weather. And it felt like summertime to him here in St. Louis. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and just, you know, some of the challenges when it comes to, you know, the culture in, in Canada and even some of the government uh, regulations about what can be said and what can't be said even from the pulpit. But anyway, um, just different context of ministry. And, you know, I just say all this to lead into the fact that I think sometimes uh, we forget that these epistles in particular in the Bible, these letters in the New Testament are written to particular congregations in a particular place at a particular time for a particular reason. So as we read 1 Corinthians, Paul isn't just writing to Christians in general, okay, but he really is focusing on this congregation and some of the excuse me, some of the unique things that they are struggling with that Paul wants to address. Uh, 
So that's I think that's it's important to keep in mind. Every congregation has its blessings and its challenges, and certainly uh, the church in Corinth included in that. One one of the reasons I always liked the, the letters to Corinth in particular <laughs> is because as you've been a pastor for many many years, and I, I spent my whole career. Uh, like you say, in, in the real life, there is all kinds of troubles. There's all kinds of problems that come up with. In fact, as soon as you thought everything was settled and ready, then, of course, uh, the devil will raise his head and something else will happen. Oh, yeah. But 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 whenever I would start feeling frustrated in my own ministry, I would just, oh, man, it's nothing like Corinth. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm not in Corinth. <laughs> yeah. Because, because, but, but it's so important to remember, no, these aren't made-up stories. These are real people, real churches, and they have real problems, which of course is good for us because it helps us remember that's what happens in the church. We're, we're not in heaven yet. Uh, uh, no, we're in a world where the, the, the devil's uh, like a roaring lion and where the world hates us, uh, John says, and where we've got our own sinful flesh that's working against uh, uh, our, our desires to be good, faithful Christians. So, uh, yeah. So, so what particular is going on in Corinth that you found interesting? Yeah, so you know, as, as you think about that, John, you know, Corinth is this kind of cosmopolitan city made up of, of Jews and Gentiles. Um, <clears throat> what are, what are some of the, the what are some of the conflicts in Corinth, John? Can you think of any that come to mind as you think through the? Oh my goodness, they, they they were having all kinds of sexual issues. Yeah, I remember yeah, they had yeah. a guy who had actually had relationships yep. with his. Well, it wasn't his, it was his stepmother, yep. and then they had all kinds of division about uh, how to handle the Lord's Supper yep. and uh, you name it. Oh, I mean, yeah. they they were they were wrestling yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah. What, what what didn't they have problems with? Maybe yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but yeah, yeah exactly. You know, the Lord's Supper and marriage, and um, you know all sorts of different things come up. Uh, fellowship issues. I think you know perhaps you know all that can be under this umbrella though too of of division. Uh, division hmm, okay. and disunity in the church. And I think you could even make an argument that maybe that's their biggest problem. And, and you see that played out, though, in all these other areas. So, as, and, and Matt, if I could interrupt you, yeah. see, that's where it strikes home, because if you look at the church today, that's a really big issue, not just for individual congregations, but for the church as a whole. Yes. Uh, I, I feel for our, our uh, brethren in the, in the Methodist church, because their church literally is is splitting apart bit by bit. Uh, uh, and, and But we, as Lutheran Church was rescinded, we experienced that too. So I, I'm just saying, all right, that is a reality. And and and, and uh, the fact that we're Christians doesn't mean we don't wrestle with those things as they did in Corinth. Yeah, exactly. You know, 2,000 years later, still those same issues of division. Um, and I think it's interesting, as, as Paul opens his letter here in, in chapter one, he doesn't waste any time. So he, he has kind of a general greeting, and then he gets right into it, and he starts talking about division. So let's let's read that. So we've got uh, okay. verses 10 through 13. Go ahead and, and read those verses, if you would, John. Yeah, uh, you know what? That's what's my heading. It says it right here. It says divisions in the Yeah, church. yeah. I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all agree and that there be no divisions among you, so that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there is quarreling among you, my brothers. What I mean is that each one of you says, I follow Paul, or I follow Apollos, or I follow Cephas, or I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? <laughs> Was Paul crucified you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? 
Yeah, thanks, John. So just some observations here. So he he writes to them and he says, I appeal to you, brothers. I think that's that's very intentional. Uh, he calls them brothers. So, you know, when he calls them brothers, I think what, what you know, usually that alludes to this family identity. And, and really, you know, I think we think primarily of baptism. Then in baptism, yeah, we are brothers, sisters in Christ Jesus, connected to Christ, connected even to one another. Um, so I think, you know, he's kind of reminding them with that term that, yeah, you're, you're, we're brothers. Let's talk about this as a family. In fact, he uses that term brothers 39 times in just the book, oh, in right? just the book of First Corinthians. Wow. So, so whoa. you know, it's like, it's like throughout the entire book, we're brothers, 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 we're family, we're united. And he really drives that point home. And he starts here in, in this section with that term brothers. And then he, he appeals to them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's important too. Hold on to that. But he appeals that they would all agree, right? There, there, there be no divisions among you. No divisions. So the the Greek word here uh, used for divisions is schisma. So ah. we, we get an English word from that, right, John? Schism. Uh, schism, schism yeah, schism. which is the word for division. Yeah. Yeah. So schism. And, and with a schism, we think of a division and maybe even like a physical divide we have in mind. So schism, uh, there be no schisms among you. And then he goes on, but that you be unified in the same mind and the same judgment. And that that word unified uh, means it can mean to, to be mended. In fact, um, that same word's used. Uh, I think it's in Mark's gospel where they're mending their nets. You know, the the, the fishermen, as, as Jesus calls really? them, mending their nets. So it's it's like, you know, to be, he's encouraging them to be mended, mended relationships. You know, in our in our English today, maybe we'd say, uh, patch things up. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, but, but almost, yeah, literally saying patch things up, be mended. You know, so what, what, where you have schisms and division, be mended, be brought back together, be united. So I think that's kind of a neat visual to have in mind, too, of, of what Paul's urging here in these verses. Matt, I, I really like that, that uh, the, the mending of the nets. And, and I like that because when, when you hear united, uh, I mean, I, I love the word many because it, it says, yeah, sure, there's divisions. What do you expect? Yeah. Right. This is what happens in a sinful world. Uh, but I like the fact that you're still brothers, though. <laughs> Don't yep. forget that. I still call you brothers. And, you know, when you think about how wacky the Corinthians were, that's a powerful thing for Paul to still address them as his brothers. Yeah. You know. Yeah, he hasn't uh, rejected them, right? The Lord hasn't rejected and, and, them. Yeah. And then the impetus that now let's start living like brothers. Let's let's not just say, okay, well, you've got your opinion, I've got mine, but let's we should be working at this. This amending, yes, uh, patching things up. Yeah, that's a nice insight. Well, yeah. and, and the other reason I like the the mended idea is if you have a tear in your net and you mm. mend it, and if you mend it well, I would imagine that that net could even be stronger after the mending. Uh, and I, I just yeah. like that idea that okay, yeah, there's divisions, no doubt about it. People have sinned against each other, said hurtful things, done hurtful things, but. If there is forgiveness, reconciliation, a true mending, boy, that relationship could be even stronger than it was before there was the division. So I, I really do like that 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 picture of mending too, John. I think that's kind of a, a neat thing that you know to kind of um, consider and to, to have in our minds as we go through the, the rest of these verses. And 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 Matt, you know what I like about that is is the fact that nets constantly have to be mended. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you know? yeah, you bet, exactly. Um, yeah, it's not a one time thing. And I, 
I think, you know, if we could do that, I, what a model that would be for the people that are outside of the church to be able to say, look, look, we're not perfect. We're, we're like you. We get into arguments. We get divided. But there's something within us that this, this unity that God gives us in his spirit that we want to overcome these things. And we don't always get it done, but we want to. We want to. Uh, so you've got that balance. It's not like we say, oh, well, we're all going to be different. We don't care. Uh, and yet, on the other hand, we, we certainly don't want to be hypocrites about it. We don't want to say, oh, yeah, we're all one big fa happy family when when we're not, when we have divisions. Uh, it really points us on kind of a middle road that's really hard to stay on, though, yep. I'm afraid. It's you so, bet. It's so easy to just say, just say, oh, well, let's forget it. Or just say, oh, well, we'll just pretend <clears> that we're... But uh, all right, thank no, I couldn't you. agree more. I mean, admit divisions. Yeah, we're sinners. If you get a bunch of sinners together, even in the church, there's going to be division, right? And disunity. But uh, we, in Christ Jesus, uh, those divisions are mended. And then perhaps forgiving each other, reconciling to each other, you know, relationships are even stronger than before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I think and, you're right. And and, and and recognizing the brotherhood mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that God gives us in forgiveness yep. in Jesus Christ. Most definitely. Yeah. So, you know, Paul goes on and he talks about, you know, part of the source of their disunity is kind of this partisan attitude. So they they follow different people. They have allegiance to different people. So some people say that they they follow uh, Paul, you know, and that makes sense. He planted the church there in Corinth after all, or or Apollos. Apollos came after Paul and watered what was planted. He, um, there, we have a couple places where it seems like he's an eloquent preacher of this Apollos. Uh, Cephas, so that's, you know, that's Peter. So he's one of the 12 disciples, and perhaps he visited Corinth. And, well, yeah, it's worth following him. He's one of the disciples. And then some say, well, I follow Christ. And and uh, perhaps perhaps they would say that, perhaps there's, but there's a, a misunderstanding about, you know, what that means to, to follow Christ. So you know, Paul points that out, and that it's just a <laughs> divided, disjointed mess uh, there in Corinth. And and like you pointed out, John, um, boy, some of those same divisions still exist in the church, sadly, today. Yeah. Can, can I say a thing yeah, about that, that following Christ? Because it just struck me is, is I, I can see people saying that, oh, well, you guys are all divided, but I, I follow Christ. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but of course, no, you're still just as divided and separate and, and divisions and all of that as anyone else, you know, but now you've kind of like, I'm taking the higher ground because yeah. I follow Christ. Uh, but still, I don't want to have anything to do with those people that follow Apollos. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Still division. Yeah. And that, that's yeah. not healthy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. The you know so I, today you know I think of, of division of the church we we think of uh, I, I think you know in this you know as we uh, continue to recover from COVID the divisions that exist about whether or not to pass the offering plate or whether or not to mm. to have the common cup chalice and communion uh, divisions um, we're we're going through some facility improvements where I'm at and talk about divisions that can pop up. You oh know, what, what, what color should the carpet be? What, what temperature should the light bulbs be? A cool white, a soft white, a warm white. So <laughs> divisions, they pop up. And I, I think, you know, we don't have to agree on every little thing all the time, right? Especially these kind of things that, you know, really aren't clear in scripture about the color of carpet, certainly, right? Um, but yet when we, those divisions do pop up, even the small things, um, be conscious of how we talk to each other, you know, talk to each other with gentleness, with respect, with, with words that befit a, a brother, a sister in Christ, as Paul points out. Um, I, I think that's something to be conscious of uh, when divisions do pop up. 
Um, and, uh, you know, well, well, and, we and with- I'm, I'm thinking of the beatitude we had, you know, last, last week about, uh, the meek, the humble, Yeah, you know, and that's, that's how we need to approach our, our fellow Christians as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. With humility. And I think, you know, so oftentimes it's, it's those little things in the church that, that do cause divisions. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't, you know, the congregation I'm at, you know, we're, we're blessed. We don't have a, we don't have any big doctrinal division. You know, no one's arguing about whether Jesus came back yeah. from the dead or not, rose from the dead. No, we're in agreement, right? But it's those little things, and oftentimes they're the physical things like carpet colors, things that begin to cause those divisions. So this this carpet thing is a big issue for you, huh? Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, see, John, we we knew we were going to do red carpet. I mean, that wasn't even yeah. it. It's going to be red. But then, what, what shade of red? Oh, I mean, that's man. where it gets scary. Yeah. Um, but, but I think when we when we think about this, whether it's the church in Corinth or whether it's the church uh, that, that, that we have served at and serve at. You know the the one who loves 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 division is um, Satan, right? The devil. He loves division in the church. You know, I think of how uh, uh, you know Jesus. You know, talks about division a little bit, and in Mark three, and how a a, a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. And and mm. you know, I, I think Satan knows that too. And and especially a church divided against itself can't stand that disunity, division, that. Boy, that that's 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 fatal, um, because when you have this division in the church, well, all of a sudden we're spending all this time being mad at each other and divided, and and now all our time and energy spent on that. And guess what? Now we don't have the time to to serve our neighbor. Uh, now we don't have the the time and the focus to to share the gospel with others. Uh, we're distracted by the division, and sucks up a lot of energy. <laughs> and then too, I think um, when people look at the church from the outside in. Boy, why would I want to be a part of that? Those people are just divided. They're not any different than the rest of the world. Um, so, boy, Satan loves that division and the disunity. And, uh, you know, that's why we need to heed Paul's words here. Yeah. So, so what's the answer? To so what's the answer? Well, I'm glad you asked, John. So the answer, I think, is here in Paul's words as well. So Paul, again, verse, verse 10, uh, I appeal to you, brothers. And then what does he say? By the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree. So, you know, in the end, the, the unity is found in that name of Jesus Christ. So I, I like that he, because he brings up other names later, doesn't he, John? He, he talks about Paul and Apollos oh, yes. yeah. and Cephas and, and, you know, all these other names that are brought up where there's disunity and following them and being divided. But no, wait, the, the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that's, that's where unity is found. It's not found in Paul or Paulus or John Lukomsky or Matt Clark or anyone else. It's found finally in, in Jesus Christ. And then I love that, those words too, where he says, uh, you know, verse 13, Johnny, three questions, right? Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized in the name of Paul? And of course, the answer to all three of those questions is no, 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 <laughs> no, absolutely not. Christ is not divided. No, Paul wasn't crucified for me. Jesus was. No, I wasn't baptized into Paul. I was baptized into Jesus. So when we realize that there is great unity that comes when we look at the people in the pews around us and and see that Jesus died for me, but Jesus also died for them. Um, Jesus arose from the dead for me, but also for that guy that's two rows in, in front of me, two pews in front of me that I have a disagreement with. Um, yeah, I, I am baptized into Christ and connected to him, but but I'm also baptized uh, with a unity with all these brothers and sisters in Christ. Now we're part of the same family. 
And when we when we really think about the unity that we have in Christ Jesus and being baptized into him, well, then hopefully that changes how we talk to each other, how we view each other, and, and as an encouragement to mend those relationships that might be broken. Because, you know, the thing is, is you remember how it is that we got to be brothers of Jesus Christ is the fact that he forgives us all our sins. So that brotherhood didn't exist on us being perfect and good, but it depended upon his love and forgiveness. And uh, so now I'm thinking of uh, a beatitude that we maybe have next week about uh, being merciful, uh, shall receive mercy. Because uh, yeah, now that we know that Christ has been merciful to us, then we will share that same kind of mercy in dealing with our brothers. Well, thank you, Matt. Uh, let us not be divided, but let us be one in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This has been Wrestling with the Basics. Mm-hmm.